I guess it's, you get sermons a lot of different ways. God gives you messages, and I don't want to preach a sermon tonight or a message. I really want to preach something I want to live. This probably started about seven years ago when Pat Hayes and I were having a talk. And I was asking Pat about, we was talking about prayer and all, and he's talking about like to go pray in cemeteries. And he started talking about, and we started talking about, and Sheila and I, we visited one, but we was talking about all the uh, ideals laying there and all the ministries laying there and all the gifts laying there and all the unfulfilled dreams laying there. This rolling over my mind, we'd be on the road and I'd pull up and get gas and you $20, $23, finally it clicks off and you shake it. If I shake it 10 times, I'm going to get a half cup full. Don't want to leave anything in it. And then when the potato chips, Lay's potato chips, they got these new Kittle chips. I'm lice two's the best. Then when you get through, you're shaking that bag trying to see if there's any crumbs. You want to leave that bag empty. And then we search, and I can hear my little old John or Micah scraping that bowl trying to get that last drop of ice cream. I believe it's best better than the first. And as a child, don't you remember you loved it when mom let you get that little bit of icing from the bowl and you and you scraped and when she wouldn't look and you'd take your finger and you'd lick it and run it to it, didn't leave one drop of icing. Then I've watched I've watched babe shake that them kids cereal and the milk's running out and she's shaking it trying to get one more drop of cereal. We ain't gonna throw away no not no four dollars a gallon, we ain't gonna throw a drop away. Then when we're painting here, I've watched Brother Paul and others, we're taking that, after we've let drain, we'll take that brush and rake that paint out, $30 a gallon. It's too much to waste any. We search to make sure not one drop of ice cream is left. I have my church cologne and I have my Walmart mow the yard cologne. But this is this is stuff that... People had bought me and gave me, and the babe told me, she said, throw them bottles away. I said, don't throw out away. I shake that thing. There's one more day in there. Just shake it and turn it. You got one more day. So it's about ready to throw away. And says, Joanne, here's one you got me here a while back. It's, got, it's not ready. It's got a little bit left in it. But this one here, this one here, it just, it, it may have one more. If you could just get, there we go, one more. That's about ready to throw away. It's empty. Just almost ready to give up. I want to ask you a real serious question. Not how will you die? God only knows when. And God only knows where. But I believe there's going to be an anointing. going to fall in this house tonight. And you're going to have a choice on how you die. You're either going to die full or you're going to die empty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One precious, mighty song says, Let me die speaking in tongues. What an awesome thought. Another amazing thought. I, I want something more. I read about Claude Ely. I looked it up. And, and he wrote, Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Where we were just staying in the room, we were 20 miles from where he pastored and where he went to heaven at. Where we were staying there in, 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 in Eldridge or Florence right there. And, and one night in service, May the 7th, 1978, he played the organ at his church in Newport, Kentucky. They, they got a tape recording of it. And Brother Claude Ely, he started singing, Where could I go but to the Lord? And halfway, he just fell backward and went to heaven. Paul got to think about your little old dad. 
right in the middle of a little service like this. Carl heard a voice, come on home, son. You fought a good fight. So there's a lot of ways and places we could die. A lot, a lot of things we could talk about. I, I looked up again. I've read the story so many times. David Livingston, who had such a burden as this pastor does for, for missions. But he, he had rested quietly on the 30th. Rolls around May the 1st, 1873. Susie, the young man, the young boy who's watching over him, had drifted off to sleep. By the candle still burning, they saw him. He awoken. But David Livingston's not in the bed, but he's kneeling at the bedside with his head buried in his hands upon the pillow. The, the sad yet not unexpected truth became evident. He had passed away on the furthest of all his journeys without a single attendant. He had died in the act of prayer. Prayer offering in that reverent attitude about which he was always so particular, commending his own spirit with all his dear ones to the hands of the Savior, his burden for Africa, his own dear Africa, with all her woes and wrongs to the avenger of the oppressed and the redeemer of the lost. So I have two or three questions tonight. What are you going to do with what God has placed in you? Why are you going to don't get too far ahead of myself? Won't need your gift in healing in heaven. Nobody's sick there. Won't need your mercy to give to somebody that's hurting or discouraged. Nobody's discouraged in heaven. Won't need you to have a burden for the lost. Will be no lost people in heaven. I, I, I never understood this till, till I was praying about this sermon. But the anointing on your life has an expression date on it. And as far as you're concerned... After that day expires, it does no good to anybody if you don't use it before that day expires. What God has called you to do has an expression date on it. Well, I'm going to wait till things change. No, you got to do it now. Well, I'm going to wait till I feel better. You may never feel better. Just get up and do something for God. Well, I'm going to wait till some things turn around, turn around or not. This is your day. This is your hour. This is your time. This is your season. God has placed a lot inside of you. Before the cook dips out the soup to feed the hunger, that little mother to feed her babies, she'll take that long wooden spoon and she'll begin to gently stir the pot, preparing it to feed the hunger to give strength to the weak. I feel there's some folk in the house tonight. It's not a wooden spoon. It's the hand of an almighty God, but he's looking up on the hurt and the bruise. And he said, I'm going to fall in this service to stir you. You've got what it takes to feed the hunger. And you've got what it takes to heal the broken. And you've got what it takes. But sometimes God just has to stir it up. Would somebody ask him, Lord, just stir up what I've got. Friend, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. It's more to speak in tongues with. It's more than us going, well, we shouted. Hallelujah. We're going to get to shout in heaven. The Spirit of the Lord's even more than that. Hallelujah. He's anointed you to preach good times to the meek. He sent you to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to open the prison to them that are bound. When you die, will you leave this life empty or full? In Genesis 24, 17, just cover it quickly. The, the Abraham had sent his servant out to find his son Isaac a bride. I'm sent out by the Holy Ghost to find a bride. Looking for a bride material. They come up. I don't know how many passed by that's not recorded. I don't know how many that could have looked the part or even been the part. But but the word don't even record how, how many where he said, could it be this, where this one? But when he comes up on this little Rebecca, 
In Genesis 24, 17, the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she hastened and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had done giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hastened and emptied her pitcher onto the trough. Are you willing to empty your pitcher for somebody you don't know? We'll do it for kids or brother, sister, mom or daddy. But the Lord's looking for somebody. I love somebody that you're going to get nothing back from, expecting nothing from, just a stranger that the Lord will bring into your life. Hallelujah. About 10 o'clock last night, we went to Ingalls to get ice cream, and we're standing there in line, and this little couple behind us, and Brother Jerry started talking to them. We started talking to them a little bit, and then started talking to them about the Lord and about heaven, and we get ready to walk away. He said, friend, I really needed that. He said, my daddy died just a little while ago. Friend, there's people out there that your, your life can touch about every way you turn around. There's people out there you can make a difference in their life. And she emptied out. Listed this, 2 Kings 2.28. And Elijah, Elijah that had raised the dead. Elijah that had had great miracles. Elijah that had killed the prophets of Baal. Elijah that had had such a move. Elijah that had seen the power of God. Elijah that had done the miraculous. Elijah. Great Elijah. Now Elijah's getting ready to depart. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and he smoked the waters that were divided thither and thither. So the two went over on dry ground. And when it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, and what shall I do for thee before I be taken away from thee? And Elisha said, I pray thee let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. I I want gold and I don't want silver and I don't want favor with the king. I want what you got in your life. Hallelujah. I I want what you've got in your life. I followed you and I saw something that I want. I saw something I've left my plow for and I've left my mama for and I've left my daddy and I burnt my past I want what you've got in your life and it's something stood up Elijah like we're feeling in here tonight and he said well I don't want to take this with me I'm getting ready to leave here but they don't need what I need in this realm on that realm I need to leave it to somebody that wants it I need to pour out I need to give it to somebody hallelujah are you raising up somebody are you training somebody are you pouring yourself into somebody are you causing somebody to fall in love with this God that you love Are you loving him in such a way that you're making somebody else want him? Are you representing him in such a way that somebody else sees you? They say, I want what you've got. I just want a little more than you've got of what you've got. Elijah told him, he said, if you see me, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. If not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they went on and talked, and behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind unto heaven. It's not always ugly things that will get your eyes off the Lord. He said, if you see me when I'm taken over here's horses and over here's a chariot on fire, all this good stuff but he says no I've got my eyes on the prize hallelujah hallelujah it's not only drugs that can destroy you if you love ministry more than you love Jesus it'll break you if you love gifts more than you love the Lord if you love anything you got to love him with all of your heart and all of your strength and all of your mind and somebody ought to praise him out loud hallelujah hallelujah and Elisha saw it and he cried my father my father the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof and he saw him no more 
and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. He took up the mantle that fell from him. He, hallelujah. He said, I'm leaving here empty. I don't need to take this with me. I'm leaving here empty. Are we giving? Well, God, give me more. You need more and need more. Why should God give us more when we're not giving out what we already got? It's hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This is hard to understand. The welfare says the person don't have nothing, we go give them a check or give something. God says the person they trying, they don't have nothing. I'm going to take away what they got, but the God's using what he has, and he's multiplying, and I'm going to add to him. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to praise him out loud. Hallelujah. You want God to give you more? Use what you've got. You want God to add to your anointing? Use what you've got. Pour out what you've got, and there'll be an increase on it. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. He went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. We could preach a long time on the miracles, how they parallel with Elisha and Elijah. We could preach a long time of his walk with God and his power because the spirit that had rested upon Elijah now rests upon Elisha. We could preach about it for a long time. What a parallel of ministries. But let's go all the way to 2 Kings, the end of his life. 2 Kings 13 and 20. And Elisha died. And they buried him. The band of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming of the year. And it came to pass as they were burying a man, that behold, they spied a band of men. And they cried the man unto the sepulcher of Elisha. They cast the man to the sepulcher of Elisha. When the man was let down and took the bone, touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood upon his feet. Now we preach this and it sounds real good, but you know what happened? Elisha never gave what he had to somebody else. And he took it to a grave. And it only touched one person. This man that had shook the world is so anointed, has such a relationship. He didn't give what he had to somebody else. And he didn't die empty. I can hear Pat Hayes standing there saying, I walked by that grave. I wonder what invention or thought or ideal or mission or ministry that he had that he never pursued or he never poured out. Friend, the grave don't need what you've got. Heaven don't need what you've got. The bruised and the broken, the lost, the hurting need what you've got. The discouraged souls need what you've got. Somebody about to give up needs what you've got. Somebody that's fighting this battle needs what you've got. When somebody in this house lift your hands to heaven and say, God, I want to give what I've got. God ain't requiring you to give of Sister Sheila's anointing or Jerry's anointing. But he says, what I put in you is enough to touch somebody. What I put in you is enough to lift somebody. What I put in you is enough to encourage somebody. Somebody's lost in a cave and they're 5,000 feet under the earth. They don't care if you've got a 20,000 candle light, LED light. And they don't care if you've just got a birthday candle in the match. If you've just got enough light to get me out of here. If you've just got enough light 
light to rescue me. I ain't got enough light to help somebody. If you've got enough light to drive back the darkness, you've got enough light to make a difference in somebody's life. Oh, somebody ought to reach for the Lord right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't want to be hard tonight. You're like my children, my kids. and We've had, we've had a visitation. I don't want to be hard. But we're sitting back in our shyness and our bashfulness. And people around us is going to hell that we can help. We're sitting back in our timidness and we're bound up because I'm not so, I can't do this. And you've got enough of love in you to heal somebody. And you've got enough of strength in you to pick somebody up. And you've got a testimony in you that can set somebody free. What are you going to do with what God's placed in you? The grave don't need it. In heaven, it's a country where no twilight shadows deepen. It's an ending day where night will never be. It's a city where no storm clouds ever gather. Oh, this is what heaven, hallelujah. No battles to fight, no loads to carry. We don't need your anointed in heaven. We need it in this atrium. Somebody's needing it now. Hallelujah. Elijah gave his power to Elisha, but Elisha took his to the grave. Listen carefully. There came a certain woman, 2 Kings 4.1. There came a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. When we see the loss bound by the devil or by the creditor who in hell plans to make every man and woman pay for eternity, when we can love them and we can love our sons and our own daughters, heaven's going to stand up for us and glory's going to fall. Hallelujah. And I felt a wind blow through here right then. Hallelujah. When you can look at that little drug addict that walks in the building or that little drunk or that little girl that's given herself away and you can look at it like it was your mom or your son or your daughter or your brother or your sister. You say, Lord, what can I do to help get them out? What can I do to help set them free? What can I do to help them make it? What can I do to heal them, to turn them around? I have sons and the creditors coming to get them. Hallelujah. Can I be blood tonight? The devil wants your lost loved ones and your lost neighbors. He, 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 wants, he came to kill, steal, and to destroy. He said, sir, I look around and I see the needs and I see the battles. And I'm telling you, I've done my best to live for the Lord. Me and my husband, and he's gone now. That enemy, that creditor's coming. Take these boys. I don't have, I don't have no money. I don't have nothing. I can't preach. I can't sing. I don't have nothing. What am I going to do? And Elisha said on her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? What's in your house? <laughs> what you got in your house? Can you preach? No. Can you sing? No. What can you do? Ain't got no. Well, she think, ain't got, well, what's in your house? No, what's in the house? And she said, Thine, husband, thine, thine handmaid, not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Somebody ought to stand up and say, I got the spirit of the Lord. I got the hallelujah. I got the presence of God. I've got the anointing. I've got the presence of Jesus. I've got a pot of oil. Hallelujah. I got a pot of oil in the house. I don't have much. The world don't recognize it, but I have a pot of oil in the house. And he says, what he's telling her, in a way, quite blunt, this is what he's telling her. Lady, everything around you is falling apart. You're going to take that little pot of oil and put it on the shelf? Let them destroy what you got and die with that pot of oil? Or are you willing to empty out that others can be set free? Are you willing to pour out that, uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I hope you're alive at the return of the Lord. But I wish somebody lift your head and say, God, I want to die empty. I want to pour out. If there's a song in me, I want to sing it. If there's a sermon in me, I want to preach it. If if there's a gift in me, I want to use it. If there's an anointing in me, I want it to flow. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, go ahead. I feel the Lord touching somebody in this house. Can we take a moment just reach for him? But somebody said out loud, God, I want to die empty. I want to reach out. I want to heal the brokenhearted. Set the captive free. I want to lift up hands that are hanging down. I want to be a strength and a blessing and an encouragement. Elisha said, what shall I do for thee? Tell me what thou hast in the house. She said, thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. This last move, it's more than just the preacher. It's whosoever will. What you got in the house? Hallelujah. Sons and daughters, teenagers, grandparents, what you got in the house? Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. This is going to preach good. He said, Don't go help church folk find empty vessels. Find empty vessels. Find, find, find them. Find empty, but don't got no peace, don't got no joy, don't got no hope, don't got no victory, don't see no way out. Don't see no new beginning. Find you some empty vessels. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the Holy Ghost challenging somebody. Pray for some pastor prophesied to John Day. Pray for somebody that the world's give up on. No, pray for somebody that the churches give up on. Pray for somebody that societies give up on. Pray for somebody that says there ain't no way out. He said you find you an empty vessel and if you'll go in and shut the door and start pouring, I believe it's more than just witnessing. I believe it's more than just, just something. I believe it's weeping all Oh God, you got to turn them around. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Anthony, I'm too shy to go knock on the door. You go in your closet, you shut the door, and you can start pouring out in prayer. And your heavenly Father that sees you in secret, he'll reward you openly. You ought to make up your mind. I'm not going to die as long as there's a burden in me. I'm not going to die as long as there's a concern inside of me. As long as there's a passion inside of me. I'm not taking this burden to the grave and letting him go to hell. I'm not going to take this burden to the grave and let her spend eternity lost. I'm going to pour out till God turns this thing around. I'm going to empty out till heaven stands up. Somebody said out loud, you can't have them, devil. You can't have them. I'm going to pour out. I'm going to pour out. I'm going to pour out. Go borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. 
Go after people. Get a burden. Find empty vessels to pour Jesus into. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into the holes vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Just preached at a camp meeting in Kentucky, hardly not far from you. And there's this, this preacher there who just, his heart and his spirit were just, just amazing. He's from West Tennessee. His love for the Lord just shone. And you, and you look at him, you think, this guy's grandpa was a preacher, his daddy was a preacher, and he started preaching when he was a kid. Come to find out he hadn't, he's pastoring a great church, started a church at West Tennessee, pastoring it. Come to find out he ain't been saved about 20 years, preaching about 15, I think, something like that. And at the same meeting was a man from Indiana, and I'd met the, this preacher twice before, talked to him. In fact, he got me that door in Kentucky. And he said, I want to introduce you to my buddies. He said, I got a story I want to tell you. He said, you see this man here? He said, I know it's to Jesus. He said, but I owe him. He said, I had never been to church. Mom and daddy didn't care nothing for me. On every drug you could think of, my hair down here, all I did was drink and curse. He said, this man was a Pentecostal preacher working in a factory. He said, I didn't have one friend at that factory. He said, every night at lunchtime, he'd walk around all them other guys. He'd sit with me over in the corner. One month, two months, three months. Didn't preach a lot to me. Told me Jesus loved me. Invite me to church. He said, just kept preaching for me. Said he wouldn't give up on me. Said I had to work over one night and he had to work over. And said his machine completely fell apart. And he said, I stood back and crossed my arms. Said, I've been waiting on this. Said, he's just a Christian in good time. Said, I'm fixing to hear some words now. And he said, the little preacher stepped back, looked at his machine. It fell apart. He had to have it run. Had to have production. Walked around in a minute. Started humming. I think it was amazing grace. He said, all those months it got my attention. He said, I left work and ended up in jail, got busted for drugs. I'm in major trouble, facing major time. And he said, I'm there in that prison. Never been to church, know nothing about God. And he said, Jesus literally walked in that jail cell. Twenty men around me. And he said, I'm in the corner. And Jesus walked in, said something like, said, I love you and I died for you. And what that preacher's told you is true. I love you. He said, I sat over there for a while, wept and cried, gave my heart to Jesus, and I stood up and preached my first sermon. said, guys, you don't know me. said, I'll never do drugs again. I've just asked Jesus into my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All because one man, one man saw something in a little old boy that had a ponytail that cursed like the sailor. Hallelujah. Lying, cheat, do anything. But he wouldn't give up on him. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but God's telling somebody, don't give up. Go back and pour it again. I'm fixing to turn it around. All it takes is God to walk into that jail cell. All it takes is God to walk into that situation. I don't understand God. I don't got all the answers, but God's waiting on somebody to get a burden. God's waiting on somebody to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. God's waiting on somebody to weep between the porch and the altar. God's looking for somebody that'll pour out. Is there a volunteer in Tennessee tonight? Say, God, I don't want to die full. I don't want to take to eternity what you've given me. I want to pour out. I want to pour out. 
I don't want to leave here with a sermon left. Pour out at any type of outreach. I don't want to leave here. If I've got one more letter, I can write to encourage somebody. If there's another phone call, if I can tell somebody, don't give up, don't stop, don't look back. I don't want to leave here if there's one more person I can pray for to be healed, to be saved, to be encouraged, to be strengthened. She came back and told the man of God the oil stayed. I don't have nothing else to pour. He said, it's over, daughter. Go sell the oil and pay the debt. And thou and thy children live with the rest. When we're empty, God will meet our every need. If you'll pour out, God will take care of every one of your needs. Hallelujah. Let's look into the heart of a minister, the battle. This great Saul of Tarsus changed to Apostle Paul. He came the day in his life. He said, I love him so much. I found my beloved whom my soul loveth. I'm so hungry for him. I'm so thirsty for him. Seemed like there's more hate me than love me. There's more against me than for me. Paul's going through all this battle. Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He said, be gain, if I, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet while I shall I choose, I won't not. He said, I'm in a strain. There's something pulling me. I'm in a strain. There's, there's two worlds pulling me. There's, there's, there's two. I want to go and I want to stay. Having a desire to part to be with Christ, he said, I know it's far better. I really want to go. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Paul said, the only reason I want to stay is because there's something in me I've not poured out yet. I'm not empty. Every time I say, Lord, I'm ready to go, I want to make another mission trip. Every time I say, Lord, I can't handle this no more. I'm ready to leave. I get another new sermon. I want to write another book. I, I, I want to send out some more handkerchiefs. Every time I think I can't handle this no more, I'm just tired. He said, I realize I'm not empty. And he said, this ain't even about Paul. He says, I love you so much. I love him so much. I'd rather be with him. But I love you so much as long as I can help you. I want to stay here. Paul's, this battle continues. You find different writings. I want to go home. I really do. But I, I, got, I got another sermon. I got another book to write. I got another Timothy I got to raise up. I got another Mark I got to take on a journey. I got to train him. I got to get him ready. I got another church to visit, another soul to win. I got to stand before another one. That license that I'm almost persuaded I've got to reach somebody. I got to find somebody who I can persuade. I can't go. I'm tired. I'm weary. I can't go. I'm not empty. I got such a burden in me. Let them jail me, beat me, spit on me, stone me, throw me outside the city. I want to die, Lord. I don't want to. I got such a burden. I'm hearing somebody's cry. Then time goes on. Paul keeps, Lord keeps shaking him. Keeps emptying out. Then one day Paul realizes, I'm empty. This whole body's ready to be tossed aside. I'm empty. For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I don't got another sermon. I don't feel like making another trip. I'm empty. I'm ready to go home. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. 
Hallelujah. I've not left behind any unfinished task. I've not left behind any unprayed prayers. I feel the Lord moving in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What has God placed in you? Kind of second part of this morning. What has God called you to? Where are you in your call? Are more souls in your hand? What has God called you to? What has God called you to? What's God called you to? The ministers that work with me, would you stand up and come up here and help me? Ministers in the church, elders. Babe, would you, you and Sister Ellie stand here. Jerry, would you get some uh, elders? Everybody in the house stand up. And I know we like our music, but our worship people give to us so much. Maybe we let them be first. But if these preachers would get groups of two or three, Ellie, if you'd get with Sheila, Andy, John, come on and help me. There's other ministers here. Come help me. And I want you to come here tonight. And the Lord spoke to my heart. If you'll let these people lay hands on you, God, going to before that mama dips that soup out, she stirs it. And after they pray for you, hang around, help us pray for it. But slip out of you. Don't make a line. Just come up to them individually. If we make a line, it'll take all night. Just come up to so many folk. Ever, ever, go, go to one after another. But let these folk pray for you. I wish everybody in the house had come. Let somebody, she'll get up here and help us pray. All you've done for nine months is just pray. You've got it. You're so close to the Lord. Everybody in the house, would you come and let so many folk just pray for you? You can get two, two or three lines. Let, let them lay hands on you. And the Lord spoke to my heart. The Lord spoke to my heart that he chose this night to stir up what's inside of you. The Lord has chose this night. 